The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. This is a Search Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search Podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing how old SEO signals become table stakes. Joining me is Jeff Baker, who is the owner-founder of Baker SEO, which is an SEO training program that teaches the 5% of SEOs to create 95% of results. This SEO training course is designed to empower even the most SEO-intimidated people on the planet to leave his course thinking, I get this, I can be an SEO badass. Today, Jeff and I are going to be discussing how old SEO signals have become table stakes. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Jeff Baker, owner and founder of Baker SEO. Jeff, welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Jordan, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. In our prep session, we were realizing just how small the world is and how we have so much, so much in common. And... You know, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to to our listeners and, and share a little bit about your background and and how you've come to the current journey you're on, focusing on on training and teaching. Sure. Yeah. So my background was uh, I was CMO of Brafton. I actually worked with Brafton for ten years, which is kind of unheard of. It, any it's like that's dating back to working in a production line of Ford kind of stuff. So it was a, a very long time. Worked as a, like an SEO strategist and then eventually became 
the CMO of the company. But all along, I just focused in on SEO. So I was a CMO, but I, my real passion was SEO. And over time, I started to realize that I liked doing SEO, but I really, really loved teaching SEO. And one of the things that really frustrated me when I looked around the industry was I saw a lot of things that I didn't particularly like. I, For one, I saw that a lot of people, a lot of small business owners, a lot of medium-sized business owners, they wanted to learn SEO, but they were way, way, way too intimidated by it. And almost intentionally so. It was, it's, it's almost set up like there's kind of a moat around the industry. And it makes it really hard for anybody to get in who isn't already in. And I wanted to, I wanted people to, even the most SEO intimidated person, to be able to learn it and to be successful so that their business can thrive. Because there's so many of these small business owners. I've, I've got a really good example. I've got a friend that had an, uh, like an online yoga training course. And she went like two years of selling nothing online, not a single penny. And then I just went through her into a search tool. I was like, hey, check out. This is your top page. You're getting like 90% of your traffic to this awesome page. So no, 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 that's my course. That's paid. I was like, no, that's, that's actually not no indexed. And you've been giving that away for free. It's like that moment made me think, oh my God, there are just tiny little things that people could learn that would make their failing business into a succeeding business. So I decided like, this is what I do best. I really, really like teaching SEO. So I decided what I'm going to do is a couple things. I want to make a training course that is so understandable and explained in such a way that just resonates with people that my grandma will understand it. And she does, which is awesome. And I also want to teach people in person. <laughs> so I do like training courses with small marketing teams and just making them self-sufficient in SEO. So they don't have to rely on people. So they don't get intimidated and scared. And they've got the processes and they've got the tools in place where they can be like a well-oiled machine. So and also on top of that, selfishly working for myself, I'm now in South Africa. I just showed you my view of the ocean. I've got a lot more <laughs> yeah, freedom to awesome. do the kind of stuff that I want to do. So I, I got to get a little bit of the best of both worlds. That's me in the last... 10 years wrapped up. Wrapped up. I love it. It's it's awesome. And I'm, I'm super happy for the direction that you're going. And as you know, myself, my co-founders here at Previsible, huge believers in the education that's necessary to make SEO successful, whether you're a small business owner, you're a large enterprise. This is such an underappreciated component of our craft. And it's simply not something that is easily transferable. And I, and I just believe firmly that the development of people and the talent around SEO is truly what's going to differentiate the future of this this industry and, and wherever it goes, right? I mean, there's so much change happening every year, but it really requires people to have the right knowledge and the right mindset to be successful. So with that, I mean, a good segue here. Our topic is on just how these old SEO signals have become table stakes. And, you know, I'm Give, let's give our listeners a little bit of a, a background in terms of what you mean by that. And what, what do you mean by like old SEO signals? Yeah, right. So back in the old school days, when I got into, into SEO, Google was a, it was a lot more mechanical, right? It used signals that it was very easy to quantify and understand. So what I mean by that is like an inbound link profile. Really, really easy to quantify something like that. You've got X number of referring domains pointing to your site at Y quality. Therefore, your site is Z value. And that kind of represents your rankability. 
your ability to rank for keywords and to outcompete your competitors. Kind of makes sense. Each one of these links is a vote. Some votes are stronger than others. And it's just super, super easy to quantify. Another super easy thing to quantify is your on-page technical SEO, right? So your title tags, the old school when meta descriptions mattered, putting keywords in your header tags, the on-page copy, all that kind of stuff sent like really clear mechanical signals back to Google. So it understood, all right, this is how strong your website is. And this is what a page is about. Take those two things together. And all of a sudden, what do you have? You've got websites like Forbes ranking for whatever they want to rank for because they've satisfied each one of those conditions. Right? So, But the problem with that, it was smart for the time, but it's not smart for nowadays. It, doesn't really, it really doesn't check those boxes for the users. Right? So, and also, those signals were so easily manipulated by us SEOs. SEOs are the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> not us. Right. But, yeah. You know. yeah. Gamers. It yeah. Gamers. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's an arms. It's, yeah. it's a constant arms race, right? So Google played the arms race and they, they kept combating these signals with more and more and more stuff to the point now where it's like people get mad at me when I say links don't matter as much as they, as they did. And I'm getting inbox request every single day. I'm going to get you links, 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 links. People just are <laughs> going to die on that hill. And right. the on-page SEO kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> but at this point, like these kind of signals help you get seated somewhere in search results, right? So if, if you did everything right, you've got a really strong inbound link profile. You've created a page with a... You've got a keyword that you're targeting. You've got, your, got it in the title tag. You've done everything properly on page get like a nice seating, say like position six or something like that. But after that, everything that takes over, like basically that just got you your seating, right? And then what's going to take over is how people interact or don't interact with your content and the metrics that your content sends to Google. And then it's going to start shuffling the deck in real time. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, the interesting direction that that the SEO world has gone in is is this space of like, can we do the least amount of effort to get the most amount of impact? We're like water, right? We want to go like the path of least resistance uh, when it comes to these strategies that Google kind of creates these very subjective often guidelines or directions on. So backlinking is a great example, right? And it's just like how quickly and how many of these backlinks can I get? And we lose complete focus in sight of like the purpose or the intention of it that there's a credibility, there's an authenticity, that there's a branding component to this whole exercise. And those things just don't even matter. And it's just like game of numbers and networks and forum posts. And it's suddenly just a a really dangerous direction that we go in. And I'm kind of curious when we talk about table stakes and what businesses should be thinking about and how they should be looking at these, let's call it, SEO strategies or SEO KPIs or measurements, what are the main driving KPIs, measurements, signals that businesses should be thinking about and should be prioritizing irrespective of the SEO or the Google direction or guideline that's being given? Yeah. So, I mean, the the real obvious one is creating better content than anything on the planet, especially with the new expertise guidance that we're getting from Google is to demonstrate expertise. And what that means is like, it's creating content from understanding your own background. So if I know SEO, I'm not going to 
go around the web and regurgitate stuff from six different articles and create a top six list or something like that. It's going to be screenshots, my formulas, my techniques, yada, yada, yada. So everything that you know, distill that into content and write really, really good content. And on top of that, like I still believe another part of the table stakes would be creating in-depth content that covers the topic cluster. So what I mean, just like using uh, Surf SEO, using Market Muse or ClearScope, that kind of thing. So that you cover your topics really, really in-depth and you're not leaving any topic gaps. But even that, I think, is still kind of just getting you seated in a position. And then after that, it's like, all right, you had to have created something really, really unique to the world. Otherwise, it's just kind of reformulated, recycled stuff, right? Because anybody and everybody is using all of these tools now. Like everybody's got a subscription to Market Muse and ClearScope. It's not really enough. How do you demonstrate expertise when you're going through that list of topics and you're like, all right, let me Google how XYZ is related to XYZ. Okay, cool. Write a quick paragraph on that. And yeah, technically it's unique, but it's not a new thought, right? So like... Right. And then the challenge in this is, okay, so you want to create this unique content. Where does that come from? Who's going to write this unique content? I don't know. I'd like your opinion on that even. Like where... If we do believe that unique expertise written content needs to be created to stand out, is that is there a way that you can get that to happen through writing teams? Or is this something that needs to be written by the actual people that are doing this? It's a tricky road, right? Especially with small organizations where time is not something that they have a lot of. But what we've recognized and seen in the industry is companies who are incredibly diligent about meeting or exceeding a benchmark around their content. And these benchmarks aren't measured on what we traditionally think about in terms of SEO, things like keyword density or content length or number of links or references. Not those kind of KPIs, but like genuine internal measurement. You know, we work with a couple medical sites, right? And the medical teams that are working on the content are doing like peer review before the content gets published. So they're literally like doctor to doctor having this conversation about like, hey, this is a really well-written article or, you know, you're missing this component on child therapy and blah, 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 right? I don't know anything about this stuff, right? I'm scared of blood. So like, you know, I'm the last person who's going to give any feedback on this stuff. But the reality is, that these two doctors can, or multiple doctors can, can sit in a room, review each other's work very quickly and know instantly what might be missing or what could add value to the reader. And that to me are sometimes hard to measure because they're not like keyword density formulas, but putting these practices into play as a part of your content strategy and planning can drive a tremendous amount of positive impact and drive up that expertise component that is often really misunderstood and sometimes really ignored because everyone's using these content tools that tell you to use this keyword 6.75 times out of 10. It's just it's like, okay, really? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if that really is going to create an expert article. For me. Then we're back to keyword stuffing. We're like a new, a new way to stuff keywords. They're just not this, the keyword they're targeting. <laughs> yeah. And round around we go. Good enough. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google 
You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. As a business owner, right? Small business owner or an agency, like if you're working at an agency as an SEO, what kind of advice or direction do you give business owners, SEOs in terms of managing the basics around SEO? Like what should they be thinking about? How should they be addressing a lot of these basic topics, whether it be about content, topic authority, eat factors, or even other driving KPIs around SEO? Generally, I try to get them to wrap their head around how to look at their website. And I tell them to imagine their website is like a house, right? Like it's your house. And you're going to do a little remodeling. You just like cut it directly in half. You got the left-hand side of the house and then the right-hand side of the house. Everything on the left-hand side of their house is like, that's your office. That's where you greet all of your potential clients. They're very, very business and formal-like. And then the right-hand side of the house is where you host parties and you have friends and, and you do all that. Just very casual type of stuff. And the business side of the house, that's going to be all... I tell them, this is where you're going to create all of your product and service landing pages. So everything that has commercial intent, find your keywords that people are using to buy products. That's going to go on that side of the house. And then for every one of those keywords, you're going to create a product or service landing page and write it out using a good SEO writing tool, but don't stuff the keywords in it. And then have a commercial intent type of CTA. So you've got this perfect continuous user intent flow. The user intent being they're using a commercial intent keyword they land on a commercial intent page, and then you've got a commercial intent close, call to action type of thing. Right? So then you've basically covered all of your bases with making money. So that's done. But the problem is that once you've done that part, you've only got so many products and services. So your traffic will just be totally flat if you just leave it there it's, and you don't do anything with it. So on the other side of the house where you entertain, Basically, you're going to get all of your informational intent keywords, which is probably about 80% of search or so is all informational intent. And that you've got no cap on because there's not a limited amount of commercial or informational intent keywords out there. And that gives you an opportunity to write blog after blog after blog, creating new inroads to your site through a whole bunch of new keywords, variant keywords, where they can come into your blog. And then you've got an opportunity to convert them to a newsletter. So we've got an informational intent keyword. We've got an informational intent 
page, like a blog. And then you've got like your micro conversion, which is just like a little bit of added value in the form of an ebook or a newsletter conversion or something like that. Get them on an email list and then just nurture them to the point where they actually may want to become a customer at some point in the future. So once they've got the this structure, their head wrapped around a structure, they can think, oh, okay, now I'm just kind of like I'm building a brick and mortar house or store. And I just need to check these two boxes. And then from there, we start to teach like techniques of SEO. But that's usually kind of how I start, just wrapping your head around. Where do I go? How do I start with this SEO thing? Once they got that visualization, it's like, okay, now it's go time. Yeah, it's so rare for SEO or the SEO industry to start off by kind of just asking that question of like, what are we doing with this website? Like, what are we trying to accomplish here? And why does this thing even exist? And a lot of people, that kind of is a missed, a missed opportunity in the beginning of any relationship or any partnership because knowing what the purpose or the driving force of that website is, is going to really predicate what kind of content strategy do you want to have? What kind of content writer should you be having? Who's contributing to developing these pages, categories, what have you? And I think that that's a, a great learning lesson for our listeners, which is you got to start with the why behind a website before you really get into the mechanics of what and how you're going to do things. And that's just such a such a powerful way for us to kind of close this particular episode and, and give our listeners a good place to start whenever they're starting to work with a new partner or they're taking on the mantle of their in-house SEO. Any final words on this topic on table stakes, Jeff, before we close out? I guess you bring up a good question. There is that question before you even get to the house is why does my website exist? And if you're not able to answer that in a couple seconds, then it's going to reflect in your site architecture and your content. So nailing it seems so simple but it's really really not that simple so nailing that part down is really really critical exactly okay that wraps up how old seo signals have become table stakes episode of the voice of search podcast thank you to jeff baker owner and founder at baker seo for joining us in part two of this interview which will be published tomorrow jeff and i will be discussing why interactive action signals i.e rank brain matter if you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Jeff, you'll find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is BakedSquares, or visit his website, BakerSEO.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.